Did you put did you did you put an edible out for Snoop Dogg last night? <laughs> no, was it because today's four twenty? <laughs> yeah, I listen. I partook in an edible nice. on his behalf. Is today's four twenty or favorite? <laughs> yeah, today's four twenty. Today's four twenty. Happy four twenty. Happy four twenty. Jill, two trainers, owners of Push Fitness, and the hosts of this podcast. During training sessions with our clients, we often tell them to get comfortable getting uncomfortable. And we're saying that right now to you too. Let's push ourselves. Let's push ourselves to see fitness differently. Let's push the envelope when it comes to self-love. Let's push a new narrative about health and weight. Let's push out harmful ideas about the body that are rooted in racism and patriarchy. Let's find a new definition of fitness that welcomes all people. You ready? I'm ready. Let's push it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Push Podcast. We are so excited to be back. We took a hiatus and here we are again. That's right. (laughs) We took a sort of a surprise hiatus. It was like a, oh, we're just done recording for a little while. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really remember discussing it. We just just kind of did it. We were just done. We needed a little break. Yes. Um, And because there have been so many changes happening, um, so yes. Yeah, we've had a lot of changes happening for our biggest one is that we opened a doula agency. Yeah. So now we own two businesses together, Push Fitness and uh Portland Family Doulas. And it's an exciting change and we're already working with clients and yeah. Yeah. Um super excited about this business. Uh it is a way that we can sort of expand what we already do with push as far as working um to help people be fit during their pregnancy mm-hmm. and after, but also um be able to support people through a whole spectrum of things. So yes. our business offers what is considered full spectrum doula services. So we do labor support postpartum support, uh, childbirth education classes. We also offer pelvic floor workshops, fitness, abortion support, and sex and intimacy coaching Mm -hmm. to help you reconnect with your body because all that change can be kind of jolting. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree to that. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about body change today. Yes. So as you're, as you're moving forward, we're going to be, um, addressing listener questions throughout our seasons. And, um, we do have a listener question today about body changes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, go ahead and submit it to us. Um, if you follow us on social media, we're on Facebook and Instagram. You can direct message us there or you can email us at info at the pushfitness.com. I usually say the, but I get some flack from you for saying the instead of the. Well, I feel like if you say the, it might be like a T-H-E-E situation, right? <laughs> I understand the position. <laughs> tomato, tomato. 
Great. So you can contact us. You can contact us um, any of those ways and we will um, for a chance to get your question answered on the podcast. So um, with that, would you like to read our listener question? Yeah. So our listener question today actually comes from one of our clients. And I'm so glad that this person brought this up because they were a little nervous. They were like, uh, I'm just not really sure how you feel about this, but I've been feeling this way. And so let's address it. Mm-hmm. So the question is, I really want to love my body, but I also would really like my body to change. I feel really guilty about wanting that. What would you recommend to help me get past it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that jumped out to me in that question was the word guilt. Yes. And where is that guilt coming from? And who, who or what is making them feel guilty? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think to a certain extent, we could say, um, that maybe we might incite yeah. some guilt. It's me. I, I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. <laughs> That's my theme song of the year. Right. <laughs> so yes. I think that like part of it is definitely like we hold some responsibility there. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking with my friend about this yesterday that like, I think a lot of people assume that we are very like anti body modification Mm -hmm. and, or that we don't get it. And, and that's not really true. Like I have modified my own body many times. I have a lot of tattoos. I, um, have had plastic surgery, like to, to, um, help with like hernia repair, but I also got a breast reduction Mm -hmm. and, you know, like that was probably 50, 50 aesthetics slash back pain. Sure. So like my back felt better after that, but also I love my boobs now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) don't we all? So I'm not like, I'm not against people changing their bodies. I am against personally pursuing something that has been proven to fail 95 to 98% of the time. And as an added bonus is rooted in racism, like the whole weight loss industry. And so but right. also then we're dancing around a, oh, so if I want to lose weight, am I a racist? And that's also not true. Right. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to unpack. Here. There's a lot of stuff to unpack. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think before we even like dive too, too deep into it, I want to say, let's give all of ourselves some grace here. Yes. Because for one thing, if you are an American citizen, if you live in the United States, For your entire life, you have been inundated with diet culture Mm -hmm. ever since you were born. Yes. And this was the other thing I was going to say is like, we're the problem for like creating a space where this person might not have felt comfortable telling us. Right. And society is the problem. Because here's the thing. It's like, this is a systemic problem. Mm -hmm. Like beauty standards in general is a systemic problem. Mm -hmm. And so we are like going around being like, let's have these individuals feel like they're responsible for a systemic issue. And it's not fair. Yeah. Like we've all been cooked in the same grease 
Oh yeah. It's, we, I remember back when I was in grade school doing Jane Fonda workouts with my mom. Oh yeah. And how like it was expected that we were doing that because my mom wanted her body to be smaller and I was participating along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to mention like all of the fads, all of the diet fads that we have mm-hmm. been brought up with, like back in the, back in the eighties, what was it back, back in the eighties, was it low fat or Oh non-fat? yeah. So there was, yeah, there's like non-sugar, so low sugar, but see, these things kind of come and go like the same diet comes back and it's dressed up different. It's so a like different name. Atkins yep. is keto and there's like Mediterranean and yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think it went, I think it went sugar-free first and then it went fat-free. Oh yeah. I remember the sugar-free jello at this point, which by the way, is not good. And it makes you fart. <laughs> and it, it makes, well, it makes me fart a lot <laughs> <laughs> as well as tofu. But that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> But anyway, the point being that we've all been brought up with all of this diet culture saturation. And so we need to remember that and give ourselves grace as we're, as we're navigating our feelings around this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, even straight sized people are like who have bodies that are like the standard or like it's still, it's, they still have those same issues with body Mm -hmm. image as people who are in bigger bodies. So I don't think anyone is immune from it. And Mm -hmm. like most of the people that I have talked to over the years about body image, there's like, even if there's like a certain body that they are like, Oh, I wish I could just get back to that. Mm -hmm. If we really think about when we were that size was life really better And maybe in some ways it was because you did get more attention Mm -hmm. and positive feedback for having that body, but were you satisfied with your body? And almost 100% of the people would say no. Yeah. And a lot of them would also say like, well, I was happy with my body, but I was like really unhealthy because I was doing all these things Mm -hmm. or I was only that size because I was really sick or had an eating disorder or, you know, something else that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And I think that there's some morality tied into that as well. Like Mm -hmm. I remember when I was at my smallest as an adult that I felt a lot of pressure and um, expectation to keep up with that body, because if I didn't, then all of that attention goes away and I'm not lovable anymore. Yeah. So, you know, in that way, it defined what a good body and a bad body was. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I remember even being on my high horse when I had a, when I had a thinner body thinking like, oh, well, if I can do it. You can do it. Right. And there's so much of that in the fitness industry. And even just like on Instagram, it's like, oh, look, I'm just, I'm just working really hard. And like, but so we don't always see the whole story. We don't have the whole story and, a lot of the time. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that morality is utilized in most kinds of oppression and diet culture, I believe is a kind of oppression. And so just because you're feeling the effects of it and say, you can intellectualize, like, I know I'm feeling this way. Doesn't because of, of oppression 
or white supremacy or the patriarchy mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. fucked up beauty standards. Uh-huh. That doesn't mean that we're immune. None of us are. Like we all, none of us are. We all feel it. Like there are certainly times when I've also really struggled with the way my body looks or the way my body is changing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because having taken the stand that we've taken, I can feel like a total imposter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like a hypocrite. Like I, I'm telling people to love their bodies and here I am struggling to do that Mm -hmm. and yeah I think that's a really good point too because we've had some people be like oh I wish that I could just view view my body the way that you view bodies in general or your own body and it's like that's cool except for we also struggle Mm -hmm. (laughs) personally um with wanting to change our bodies or wishing our bodies looked a certain way Mm -hmm. And so the last time that I personally got into a hole like this, um, one of the things I considered was sometimes my perception of how my body looks is tied to how my body feels. Mm -hmm. And so I started spending a lot more time and energy thinking about the way that I exercise and eat Mm -hmm. as a way to help my body feel good. So I'm like, if I eat this, how will I feel? Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, so say it was like something traditionally known as being like a quote unquote bad food. Maybe just the pleasure I derive out of that is the feel good thing that I'm looking for. Yes. But maybe, and this is more often than not, like I will feel better if I have protein and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, and so I started really kind of tapping into that and that has really helped. So Mm -hmm. whether my body changes or not, how do I feel in my body? Like what, what kind of experience am I getting out of, um, out of my body? Yeah. I think that's really Mm -hmm. smart. I really liked what you said about, um, about deriving pleasure from the food and having that be the feeling that you want to get, because I think that's where, people can easily go down the rabbit hole of diet culture of Mm -hmm. like, well, I need to eat protein and vegetables because my body will look a certain way if I do that Mm -hmm. instead of focusing in on how does my body feel in response to what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back to our discussion. Do you love the push podcast? Support us by becoming a push patron. As a Push patron, you will have exclusive access to our episodes, bonus materials, freebies, the ability to ask us questions, and more. Go to www.patreon.com slash pushfitness. That's www.patreon.com slash pushfitness now to get started. And now, back to the Push podcast. And sometimes I feel really good when I have chocolate cake. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you feel really good when you put kale in your smoothies. That's true. So, like, so finding that balance and constantly checking in and asking myself really helped. Um, And so that was like a, I was seeking a change Mm -hmm. in my mindset and that really helped with that. Um, But the other part is that like, if you look at our sort of ancestral lineage, 
we are pack animals through time. We have survived as a species because we depend on each other for help. Mm -hmm. And so our brains work in that way. We are constantly seeking acceptance Mm -hmm. and what the kind of acceptance that we seek when it comes to our bodies is conforming to the beauty standard, whatever is current at the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's always changing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The target is constantly moving, which is part of the, the, it's, it's the point, right? Like is that you could never, you never really arrive. You got to be skinny. Now you got to be skinny with a big ass. Yeah. And then you just got to be skinny again. And then you have to be athletic. This is how diet companies make their money. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's normal to want to adhere to that beauty st- standard because mm-hmm. it's literally built into our ancestry mm-hmm. and our psychology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so when you said like, let's all give ourselves a break. Like, I think that we could, that when I remember that it can really give me a sense of like, okay, this is normal. I know what's happening here. It's, you know, it's not uncommon for for us just as humans, as part mm-hmm. of the human condition to want to be loved and accepted. And the way that we can be loved and accepted is to conform. Right. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And this actually, you know, wanting to change your body and having desires to change your body comes up a lot. Um for anybody, but it also comes up in our own gym where we don't coach weight loss. And yeah, there's a good reason for that. Yeah. So like after years and years and years of coaching weight loss, one of the things that we just saw with our own experience is that most people would lose weight initially. It would be, they'd be unable to sustain it and then they would gain the weight back Mm -hmm. and sometimes gain that weight back plus more. I used to work at a gym that did like a yearly weight loss competition. And can I tell you that the exact same people did that competition over and over and over again every year, Mm -hmm. which is a testament to you can't keep this shit up. Like um, very, very few people can lose weight and keep it off, especially if their natural body set point is higher than what they're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then studies also show that over time that the more you lose weight and gain it back, your natural set point goes up and up and up Mm -hmm. and up each time. So it makes it even harder to, to reduce your weight. And so after a while you get into your thirties and then your forties and the same things that you used to be able to do in your twenties don't work. So you have to go to more extremes Mm -hmm. and, and after a while, like your body just cannot sustain that. So, so that's one thing is that it just literally doesn't work. We've seen it. Now we have seen the studies that show that it doesn't work too. Like there's, there is, there are a lot of studies that show that weight loss efforts work 95 no, they fail 95 <laughs> to 98% of the time, which is huge. That's a bit, that's a big number. <laughs> yes. And then you add this extra layer on the cake of that health is not, is not shown 
or expressed by your body weight. So you can be healthy at any size. So, so our thing is, is like, if, if we're a fitness company and fitness really isn't a great way to ex to lose weight anyway, like exercise Mm -hmm. doesn't do the same that food intake or non intake does. Um, so, so if you, so if, if diets fail almost all the time and they actually also don't indicate health, then, and we're a fitness company, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. And so that's a good question. What, what are we doing in our own doors? Um, we don't coach weight loss for the reasons we mentioned. Um, what we do know is that exercising, while it's not a great way to lose weight, is a great way to be healthier Yes, in other ways. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It improves health, like all the way across the board. Mm-hmm. Exercise will improve your health. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're about. That does not mean that we are going to judge you for wanting to change your body. We get it. We get it. We may not support like a dieting effort, like directly, but we support you. We understand where that comes from, mm-hmm. but that isn't, that isn't part of what we do mostly because I don't want to see you gain that weight back and more. Like, it's just, like I don't, I don't want to participate in that. If, especially if it's not going to make you any healthier. Right. And that's where things can get really sticky is because like you were mentioning earlier, um, throughout the last four decades, it's always been the same diets, but with a different name. And the same is true for folks in the fitness industry who say that they're all about health when really they're all about thinness (laughs) and that thinness Mm -hmm. equals health, which we know is not the case. Mm -hmm. And so if you choose to do things to modify your body or to change your body, I get it. Mm-hmm. I love getting tattoos. That changes my body. It makes me feel better about myself. It mm-hmm. it it supports whatever idea I might have that gets me closer to some kind of beauty aesthetic uh, mm-hmm. or beauty standard. Mm-hmm. And so like, but I know that getting a tattoo isn't going to make me healthier. Like, yeah. right. Exactly. So, so if you want to lose weight, and you feel like you have a way to do it that that works for you, then go ahead. It's that I think that it is that that idea, I believe, needs to be divorced from the idea of being healthier mm-hmm. because that is simply not true. Um, where are the kids going to go? Where are the kids going to go? After the divorce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets the children? Who gets the, the children? Oh, my God. <laughs> Hopefully we do. But yes, I totally, I totally agree with you there. Um, And the other thing I really wanted to make sure that we said in this particular question is that we know that wanting to change your body is a common thing. And we also know that because of the really hard, hard line that we've set for ourselves to be anti-diet culture, um, we know that sometimes this can make it feel like more intimidating or less comfortable to want to bring those um, those discussions to the table of wanting to change your body. And we 
are not here to judge what you do with your body. Your mm-hmm. body is your business. Um, we want to support you. Like Cara was saying earlier, we want to support you and whatever makes you feel like the most authentic version of yourself. Um, and so we don't want you to feel um, afraid, I guess, maybe is the, is the word I'm looking for, afraid or intimidated um, to talk to us about these things. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about what we've got going on next. So we have a lot of really fun and exciting things coming up. Um And we'd love for you all to be a part of it and just either as friends and family along the way or either potentially getting involved with our business and our community that we're building. Um, We are waiting any day now to hear about a grant that we applied for uh, for our doula business that will allow us to hire and train doulas and offer doula services to our community in an accessible way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is specifically for uh, people of color mm-hmm. so that we are able to help not only to make doula services more accessible, but to sort of close that gap mm-hmm. of um, like medical bias is real. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, our the our community needs as much support as possible when they're making these decisions about their bodies and about their families and so we are really excited to have an opportunity to do that in a really powerful way mm-hmm. yeah cuz each each family that or or each individual <laughs> even that we work with is an opportunity for there to be one less person with the story of the, my experience was horrible. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel supported. I, you know, I wasn't listened to. I wasn't by, listened yeah. to. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I would, I would just please send out some positive vibes for us. Yes. Uh, hopefully we get this grant. I mean, this is the work we're going to do in our community regardless, mm-hmm. but this would just make it so much faster to get the work done. Yes. Um. And so the other big thing that's going on is I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Big, that's big for you. I know. Jill will be taking over the gym while I'm gone. I will. <laughs> I'll be holding I, down the fort while you're sunning yourself. Yeah. So this vacation was is like a bucket list trip for my mom so uh for those of you who don't know my mom has um is going into kidney failure and she's got sort of a window of time where she really wants to do a bunch of traveling and so she's been to Hawaii before but I've never been and doing like a mother-daughter trip was something that she really felt strongly about and so we are going on a cruise I tried to buy some appropriate swimsuit. <laughs> so last year I went full ho and I was like, all my swimsuits are going to be thongs. I'm just going to have my cheeks out at the lake. I don't care. But my mom is very conservative in those ways. Like she is very uncomfortable with bodies and very uncomfortable with sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I for a mother daughter trip that it would be the respectful thing for me to not wear my thong bikinis. 
so, I mean, your mom is legally blind, so there's a chance she wouldn't notice that ass that won't quit. I, I mean, I don't know. It's quite the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I tried. I have, so my friend lent me a few swimsuits, so that will be helpful. But in addition, I bought one. I was telling Jill yesterday I got here and it was supposed to be my conservative bikini, but my ass just ate it. Yep. It was like, so it's not going to be quite as covered as I had had anticipated. (laughs) You tried though. I did. I made the effort. You made the effort. (laughs) And so hopefully we'll get this grant and it'll just be that much more of a celebration for you. Yeah. And your mom. And so, yes, I am, I am 47% jealous. No more than that. 60%, no more than that. I'm pretty jealous. I'm pretty jealous. (laughs) Well, because the last time we were going to go somewhere fun and sunny, it was going to be, it was you and I. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That's been the precedent sent. That'll, that'll happen again in the future, I'm sure. Yes. But. Okay. So that is all that we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you could give us a like or a review that makes us more visible to more people so that we can get more listeners just like you. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye.